0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Whether it's a pandemic or a wildfire like there is in Alberta and the wildfires out in B.C. or it is Hurricane Fiona that hit the Atlantic provinces or in the United States of America, Hurricane Ian, All of these things we need to communicate. And sometimes that blessed internet service goes down. Joining me is Glenn Morrison, who is president of the Desert Radio Amateur Transmitting Society. It's in Palm Springs, and it's a club dedicated to everything ham radio. Glenn Morrison, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us.
0: Good afternoon, Arlene. Uh, Nice to be able to talk to you.
1: Great to have you. and Perfect guest for this Sunday. And also feeding in as I, you know, in that intro, kind of setting it up. One of the things that intrigues me about what you're doing and the ham radio people is we've been taught a few lessons, haven't we, Glenn? I know that people have always believed in these kind of things and certainly ham radio in an emergency. We've had a couple. Glenn is ham radio having a moment.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, well, in, you know, out here in California, there's always the threat of uh, earthquakes. I live oh, about seven miles from the San Andreas Fault, so that's something that's always on our mind. And you know, people think, oh, well, it won't happen in my lifetime, uh, and, uh, and it may not, but it, it, you should just be prepared for it anyway. And uh, during uh, the, the hurricanes that hit uh, Tahiti several years ago, and then just more recent ones uh, through the Caribbean, like Puerto Rico and stuff, uh, for the first few weeks, the only communications out of those islands was, uh, was ham radio.
1: A lot of lessons learned these days. Glenn, maybe we should explain what they are and how they work. I mean, some people are so far removed from this, clicking on Facebook and Twitter and the internet and all that magic. But before that, Glenn, there were ham radios. What do they look like? Do they still look the same?
0: well that's that's hard to say because I collect vintage radios that have got mm-hmm. vacuum tubes in them <laughs> uh and now they're all uh you know with an analog dial and everything and now they've mm. got uh, uh everything's all digitized uh in fact uh some of the radios uh, uh some of the modes uh of getting the information out are are digital uh and so it's uh it's it's gone that direction but um uh, yeah, it's um, it has changed in the last, uh, particularly about the about the last ten years or so. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's because you can't expect the uh, your your cell phone to be there. They'll be jammed uh, just uh, from wildfires and things uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody gets on their cell phone, and the cell phones go down. They get overloaded. So uh, uh, ham radio is uh, one of the ways to. Uh, to work around that and get out messages to work with police and fire uh to get message to your aunt Sadie and uh, uh <laughs> you know in Manitoba that uh you're okay uh things like that it uh it's, it's gonna be about the only way to get uh get things out.
1: All right. So, is it, you, maybe tell us who you're communicating with. It's is it one on one, or is it, and, and you're using good old fashioned radio frequencies? There, how do they work?
0: Uh, well, um, actually, kind of all of the above. Uh, mm-hmm. We have groups that do nothing but handle traffic, which is a, a term for for message handling. Uh, and if I wanted to get to uh, a message to my Aunt Sadie in and, and Manitoba, uh, you know, I could generate a message and using the radio, uh, send that message. And there's ways to do it that will actually maintain the integrity of a form, a radiogram, just like a telegram. Mm-hmm. And it can get passed uh, on from person to person, kind of a, cha- uh, a link. And a uh, uh, relay, and uh, uh, it'll eventually, somebody will call Aunt Sadie and say, uh, hey, I got a, got a message for you from, uh, from Glenn in California, and he's okay. Uh, on the other hand, there are groups of us that get together. There's a group called ARIES, Amateur Radio Emergency Services. And uh, I tell people we're kind of like yeast. We're self-rising. We're (laughs) self-activating, and uh, uh, and, and so when an emergency happens, when something happens, uh, we can just deploy ourselves or wait for somebody from the city or, you know, some kind of government entity to say, we need some help. We need some eyes and, and boots on the ground, and we need to deploy some people to find out what's going on. And Go then ahead. a little bit later is a group called RACES, but they're, mm-hmm. they're tied into FEMA and they have to wait to be activated. And then we all tie into uh, like city and county emergency operations centers it, with all the televisions and all the stuff that keep track of all the police and fire and all that kind of stuff.
1: Does it feel when a disaster is happening and this all springs into action? It must be electric, Glenn.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and it's uh, it's it's interesting to do. And we we drill for these uh, uh, our local areas mm-hmm. groups. Uh, we we drill with uh, local hospitals in case of for like mass shootings or pandemics or. Uh, uh, things like that, and we uh, we actually participate with the local hospitals that uh, for handling messages and maybe their phone system goes down. Somebody runs through uh, the fiber optics with the uh, with the backhoe, uh, and they need to be able to talk between emergency and ER and where the nurse pool is and things like that. And we can do that within the hospitals too. So. Uh, uh, yes, we we plan to usually have a little supply of food and water with us because you might not know how long you might uh, might be out there.
1: Wow! So you just spring into action. I I had no idea this was so well organized. So after, as we say, we've received a few lessons here, Glenn. Are, are the amount of people using these is growing?
0: it's about staying the same. Uh, the, the people in the hobby are growing, but also some of us are kind of aging out. Uh, but, um, um, we've had several friends pass in the last month or so, but, uh, uh, yes, we try to, uh, to encourage people and, and our particular club, uh, the desert rats, uh, are, are always, uh, bring trying to bring people together and, and practice this. We have, a. Uh, uh, out here we get together every other Monday uh, on the radio, and uh, the first Monday of the month is uh, emergency power night. You're encouraged to check into this group uh, using your portable or mob- mobile or battery-powered or solar-powered uh, radio that you would use in case of emergency if there wasn't, wasn't power to your, uh, to your station.
1: Glenn, you know, as you just explained how it went from this and there, and you're getting your message to Aunt Sadie, it kind of sounds like social media before there was social media, doesn't it?
0: Oh, that's absolutely true. Uh, Ham radio is, uh, you know, like the original social media. Uh, People, uh, you know, if we're not doing things for emergencies and stuff, which is, you know, relatively pretty rare, People just get on the air and, uh, and chat, and there are people who uh, have long-term friendships with people they have never met in, say, <laughs> from California to Australia, and they meet on the air uh, on a certain frequency at a certain time, and they chat just like you call up your friends and chat. And sometimes, and that's the nice thing about radios, that there can be a whole group. You might have uh, three or four people all in there taking kind of turns and talking and having a conversation and and sharing information with each other and things like that, wife, kids, what the job's doing, uh, whatever's going on. And you they can just kind of take turns, and uh, uh, you all do it at one time instead of uh, like on a telephone where you can only talk to one person at a time on the radio on a given frequency, you can have as many people as you want, uh, all talking and kind of taking turns and making stuff, you know, making remarks and things. So, and we've been doing that for, hundred years now, literally. So, uh, uh, so take yes, that Twitter.
1: Media. Yeah. Take, take that. I, Glenn, let me ask you, you said, you know, how the wife is doing. Is this a guy thing or are there women? A lot of women. In uh, this, no, this actually, world. uh, but
0: actually, yeah. um, <laughs> the youngest person in our club, we've got about almost 180 members. Uh, the, the youngest member is, I think she's about 13, a girl, uh, our club has got about 20% of, uh, of the members are licensed, uh, ham radio that are women. So, uh, yeah, pretty much it's kind of a guy thing, but, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but like I said, there's uh, about 20% of the club, uh, are women. So that, that, and that could licenses. change.
1: Yeah, that, that could change. Glenn, let me ask you, you know, as you talk about the uh, how it works and going from person to person and how you do the drills, are there people who are good at this? Is there a skill involved?
0: Oh, there is. And it's something that you, you kind of have to practice. Uh, but there, there are still people, old-fashioned uh, code, you know, Morse code, CW, uh, that they pass radiograms using CW, and that's the that's a good way to do it over big distances. And um, uh, but yes, uh, one of our other Monday night groups that uh, we get together, we practice uh, handling um, uh, like hospital forms or radiogram forms, and you fill one of these out ahead of time, and then when mm-hmm. it's your turn, you send it over the air. And uh, the guys on the other end uh, receive it, and it comes up in the form, and uh, it's actually printable. So you can print this form out or email it to somebody, but you have to practice doing that, Um, you know, because there's a certain amount of skill and things that you have to do to practice on how to keep all this, this stuff all going.
1: Is there a certain kind of person that likes to do this? I'm looking at a picture of you, and you got a baseball hat on, a t-shirt, and a ponytail. There is there a, is there a dress code, and is there a type of person who loves to ham here?
0: Uh, well, let's face it. Uh, probably <laughs> as a gross generalization, we're all kind of geeky. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, there's uh, uh, I, well a lot of people are in. Uh, electronics and engineering I've got friends that are broadcast engineers I've got friends that uh uh were news cameramen and, and editors and things for uh, big news networks uh, and then one of the guys down the street he uh uh he owns a uh he's an electrician and he owns a a pool service you know for swimming pools and stuff so it's pretty much a good cross section of uh uh, of, of people uh, with a slight, slight bend toward a little bit geekiness because, let's mm-hmm. face it, nobody's ever seen an electron. So it just kind yeah. of all works on this theory. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, pretty much just a, a little bit of everything. Uh, good variety of ages. The last testing we did, we had uh, uh, three high school students uh, Passed their exams, so um, <clears throat> um, you know. You got so it all—little bits of everything. Do you, into you, it.
1: I so want to ask you, Glenn. W- I'm sorry. We're almost out of time. I got to ask you: Do you save lives? Do Do you make a difference?
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I've uh, I've listened to uh, to uh, people working with uh, somebody with a lost hiker up in the mountains, and uh, one of the guys on the, on the hiking team, uh, they lost somebody, and he put a call out who got a hold of the, uh, the county sheriff, and uh, they all worked communications because the sheriff couldn't talk to this guy, but the guy sitting in his house was on the telephone and on the radio, and, uh, and, and they found the, the lost hiker. Uh, then again, a friend of mine who was handicapped uh, fell and, uh, in his home and was home alone, and he managed to get to his radio and put out a call, and uh, they rolled the paramedics for him. So, um, oh, yes, let, yeah. other than, even not counting things like big natural disasters.
1: Yeah, uh, but just people in trouble, and they get on there, and you can rely on it. Glenn, we're almost out of time. We just have seconds left. I, I, I do have to ask you, do you really have an Aunt Sadie?
0: I'm sorry, what? Oh, no, I do you I have don't. an Aunt Sadie?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. It's part of your uh, stick. I, I don't have an Aunt Sadie,
0: <laughs> uh, but... Uh, um, you wish you did, nope, uh, <laughs> And actually my, actually my my mother's brother, my grandmother's brother was born in in Manitoba. But other than right. that, uh, no aunt Sadie's and uh, no relatives in in Canada. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend.